We now return you to Drew Garabo Live. It was a real honor. Because without Jim Phillips, I wouldn't be here to speak to you right now. For many different reasons. 17 years old and I'd come home and my mom would be listening to AM talk radio. That was nothing new. She just, you know, that's the only place you could listen to talk radio. And, uh, and you know, by the time I got home from school, Jim was on in the afternoons. He spoke in a very direct way that really utilized the English language and exuded gentlemanly demeanor, if that makes sense at all. He could be, he could be crass. He could be cross. He could be many things. Uh, but little did I know that some 20, 30 years later, he'd still be someone that I know and call friend. And now, I guess, if we can believe him this time, he says goodbye to radio. Jim, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Drew, I need a job. I need a job. <laughs> I really, I, the, market, the market's down again. I really need a job. I got, I got 50 years experience, 31 in talk radio. I can do this, Drew. I can really do this. I don't know, Jim. Oh, my God. I'm on the Drew Garabo show. I can't believe it. I'm on a bigger market than Orlando. Oh, my God. This is terrific. Just think about Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota, Fort Myers. Oh, my Myers. God. I'm all over the place. You know, my brother, my, uh, my brother Johnny, who, uh, who lived in Tampa all his adult life and, and passed away earlier this year, he was, he was a big fan of yours. And I say, and he, he would tell me, he said, didn't you work for Garabo? And I said, Johnny, Garabo worked for me. I said, oh, yeah. And I said, I said, Johnny, you know, I got a show, too. And I said, yeah, I, I think I like his better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't have one if not for you, my friend. And, and you know, you tried to retire about a year ago. And uh, intelligently, I heart backed a uh, truckload of money up to your doorstep and said, hell, we'll give you Fridays off, too. And, and you reconsidered. Any reconsidering going on in your brain right now? No, and you know it's uh, here. I'll give you a clue. I, I work this thing when you have when you have a clue and you don't have a clue, and when you get to the point where you don't have a clue about things in life, it's time to to hang it up. So name me name me five hip hop artists now at the top of their game, and I'll tell you whether I have a clue. Just go one by one. All right, Just give me five. Eminem. Uh, yeah, I got a clue. You got it. all right. Uh, let's and by the way, that's that's a that's really reaching yeah. that Eminem would be top yeah. five. Who who yeah, is let's at the go, top? Let's of the go game? To, I mean, really top five. You got to you, you know gotta Kanye West, right? You're familiar with Kanye. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, guys are really up and coming. Drake or Lil Lil Pump. You know who Lil Pump? Lil Xan, Lil uh, Lil no Yachty. Clue. No clue. No clue. <laughs> Kodak Black. Uh, any no any? clue. <laughs> that's four out of five. Give me one more. L- Lil Yachty, Migos, Migos. Yeah, you know Migos. Oh yeah, I know them. Give me one more. <laughs> Give me, give me one more. Who's, who's a newer uh, Post Malone? No, no clue. See, right. So when no clue is higher than clue, then it's time to say I, I'm getting out of here. Wow. I mean, there are times when I hear, you know, I hear people talking, my producers or whatever on there. I, say, I just have a clue, and you know, it's like what, whatever. Time to move on to something else. Well, you are, and uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what that brings for you. Your career is so illustrious that I often lose sight of the fact that you once uh, fulfilled every young boy's dream, and you went off and joined the circus. I did. I joined the circus. I got fired from a radio job. I think I told somebody, you know, whatever, and they, they fired me. And I saw a show on TV about the circus. So I went to the library. There was no internet at the time. And I looked up circuses, and there were actually – more than Ringling Brothers, there were traveling circuses. They would call them mud shows. 
and they would set up in pastures and go from town to town every two days or so. And they were three, it was three rings under the tent, meaning under the canvas. So I got a job as a, as a ringmaster. I guess I, I call the guy with the, with the circus. You need anybody? So what do you do? Well, I just got fired from radio. He said, radio? And I said, yeah, okay, I need a ringmaster. Head to, <laughs> head to Flomaton, Flomaton, Alabama. Oh, man. I, was, I bought a camper. I was so scared. It took me two days to get out of the camper to go see this guy who hired me. And uh, and this is a true story. These ta- these this circus circus Genoa out of Flomaton, Alabama, would go from town to town every two days. You know, these are towns where people never seen an elephant. They wouldn't know an elephant if it came out of a garage. <laughs> so anyway, so they give me so they give me the microphone, right? <clears throat> and I said, see this guy in the in this arena? That's uh, Kenny Benoit. And he says, what does Ken- Kenny Benoit do? Well, you got to introduce him. He's the he's the lion tamer. And they get, this is a true story. I swear to God, this is a true story. Right. And they give me, so they give me, I got the microphone, I got the whistle, the whole thing. He gives me a pistol. It's a, like a revolver where, the, <laughs> it, where you'd spin that cylinder. Oh, yeah. If you'd spin the cylinder, it would fall out. It was like a Don Knotts type of, uh, of gun. Right. And I said, what am I supposed to do with this? Number one, it doesn't have any bullets in it. I said, well, you know, if if by some chance, the lions eat Kenny Benoit, throw the gun at him because you're going to be eaten next. <laughs> and true story, the line was, ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages, cast your eyes to the steel arena. African lions and royal Bengal tigers, Kenny Benoit. And they actually had a five-piece coronet band that would strike up born free. I lasted a, I lasted a week and a half at that job. <laughs> And no, don't, no disrespect to the gay and lesbian community because I've been a big supporter of that community for years. Yeah. But all the clowns were gay. <laughs> they were swell. They were great. They were great guides. But I had these recurring dreams thereafter that I was being, I was being blank raped by guys with big rubber noses and floppy feet, floppy shoes. That's a true story. That's freaking great. We're, we're speaking to Jim Phillips, broadcasting legend, uh, who uh, who hangs it up next week to move on. Obviously, clearly lucid still, and that's good. John Senning, you have something for Jim? Yeah, Jim, you've been doing this for so long. I imagine it's going to be hard to just turn that broadcast button off. Can people expect to see you pop up with your own thing, whether it be a podcast or something else, and this anytime soon or anytime ever? Podcast is number three on the list. Number one on the list is to take a microphone. I'm going to travel the planet with that microphone. And the first place that I stop and somebody looks at that microphone and says, what's that? That's where I'm staying. That's where I'm going to stay. If not that, then I'm going to get a job at a bakery. There's a bakery not too far away. And, uh, you know, it's like an Italian bakery, and I think I'd be really pretty good at that. It's like, what, the the big ciabatta's not good enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the type to throw yourself into interest sometimes at the drop of a hat, and it fascinates me oh, yeah. to think about how you've gone through them. And some of my favorite stuff was listening to you talk about skydiving on ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time. Yeah, let, let me just say, if, if you're going to skydive, and it was a tandem jump, thank God. You know, you're strapped to somebody. Yeah, right. and I was I was on ecstasy, and it was wonderful. It was beautiful. The second time I did it, I wasn't on ecstasy, and I would uh, don't do it. You're just you're better off the first time with with ecstasy. <laughs> let me tell you.
Jim, Jim Phillips joins us. He does afternoons in Orlando, uh, an icon who, I, you know, I was talking to the guys before the show in our office, and I was like, man, you know, when I think about the activities in which Jim and I, he, first of all, you you helped me fall in love with shooting, something I enjoy to this very day uh, with the with the shotguns. We do we do uh, right. trap right. and skeet and all that stuff out at uh, the TM Ranch, and then we played one-on-one basketball for a while. You introduced me to Mahjong, which is a wonderful tile game that's somewhat card-based, and, uh, and then racquetball when I was out of radio for three years at the RDV, during which you told me, do not get back into radio. It's a horrible industry. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I remember the lunch. I was driving into work today, and I said, oh, yeah, because I remember we went out to lunch, and you said, what do you think I ought to do? And I said, Drew, I think you ought to go back to school. And I could see it in your face, like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going back to school. But the radio gig, it sure beats selling basketball tickets, doesn't it, Drew? <laughs> doesn't it? I mean. It does, man. And you Drew, were- I need a job. I really need a job. I mean, I'm. I'll, I'll work for nothing. I'll work for you know whatever, whatever you can. Just open the door for me, please. Well, you know you've done a lot for me, so I guess I can do that. Uh, and let me and let me make yeah. let me straighten something out. When yeah. when clear when the, when the company said, "Hey, could you put in another year?" I said, "Well, give me a big bag of money and a four day work week." And they said. We'll give you a four-day work week. <laughs> there was no big bag of money. <laughs> you, you know this company as well as I do. Oh, I, <laughs> there was no big bag of money. <laughs> I certainly do. Seth Kushner, something for Jim Phillips. Uh, Jim, when, when Drew first started working with you back in the day, did you ever think that he would make it in radio and be able to host his own show one day? Yes, yes. Really? Yeah. I mean, you could, yeah, you can tell. My wife refers to certain people, and she says they have the woo they have, you know, there's just, you can tell, you can tell almost immediately whether somebody, if they utilize their talents, you know, and as long as they don't piss off certain people, they're going to go far. You know, I knew, I knew Drew would make it. I knew he'd be a star. That's funny. Oh my God, I'm on the Drew Garoppolo show. I can't believe it. Oh my God. I wish your brother could listen to this. might be listening. Uh, (laughs) The, um, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned, uh, the, right away when we started that, because we have the same office, Ed Till, I would work on his show and I would sit in the same offices Jim not uh, just uh, completely petrified to even talk to him because I'd listened to this guy for so long I even went to one of his personal appearances at a, at a club a nightclub where he was supposed to greet people for his either his birthday or an anniversary on the air I wouldn't even talk to him I just grabbed a Jim on a stick I was like uh, love your show <laughs> so I would and then finally we start talking and he asked me if I'll hang out on his show I was ready to quit radio I took a full-time gig this is Ed Till my oh producer my <laughs> Drew is an idiot this guy <laughs> sucks so i hated ed i was ready to leave radio and then one day jim just turns and he goes boy that ed can be a real jerk huh <laughs> and, and I, I was like oh my god he talked to me and from there i went to work on his show i do fart jokes and yeah, stupid yeah, voices yeah, that yeah. would make him laugh and then uh, yeah, ed till ed till holds the record for working at the most radio stations in the united states <laughs> i think he's worked at literally every radio station that broadcasts. and that was a pretty good ed till impression yeah. thank you I, I i show the guys and then we have to go look him up on youtube yeah. to see how accurate that is uh but listen i know you got a show to do and i won't keep you i just want to say Thank you on a personal and professional level. Oh, you're welcome for everything you've done, Jim. I wouldn't be here without you. And uh, well, I, world I, I knew you, I, I knew you'd be a big star. I had no question about that. But just remember, you know, I really do. I'm not kidding, right? I, I really need some work through. <laughs> so you know, one of these clowns you got working for you. You know, you get pissed <laughs> off at him. Give me a holler. Right? Right. I know that. I I know how to do this. I know how to do it. <laughs> done and done, my friend. I appreciate okay. the time and safe travels. All right. You got it, buddy. Thanks, Commodore. All right. Bye bye. All right. Yeah right. Yeah, dude. That uh, at the end there when he said that he knew it about me, like that's why I asked. Thanks. Got the woo. 
got the woo. His wife is an unbelievably wonderful and beautiful human being. We, um, I wish I could put into words the feeling of listening to someone on the radio for so long, getting to meet him and know him, and then I'll never forget the moment when his pro- see he had a longtime producer named John Alexander, one of his best friends, died of cancer. Oh no! Like died while he was Jim's producer, oh. and I I would listen and I'd call in because I told you guys I'd, I'd like call some radio shows. And John would take the time to talk to me, and he's like, why don't you think about getting into radio? And so he was working some back channels to get me, like, an, at least an interview. And then I heard Jim one day with Miss B, this new character, and uh, I called, and I said, hey, where's John? And she just hung up on me, and I'm like, whoa, I'm just trying to find out. And uh, so be nicer to people. And then, uh, and then I found out Jim announced the next day that John had passed from cancer, and I was just like, well, that's tragic for him, and there, what are my radio dreams are gone. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.